Hey, welcome back to Sultans of Slack. Producer Jake here. Gotta be honest, I f***ing hate doing these intros, but these guys are too busy going to rock shows and doing interviews with rock stars in the back of the tour bus. But hey, they're slackers. What do you want me to do? You know what you got into with this podcast. Someone's got to carry this thing. Anyways, speaking of rock stars, we've got Nick from Monolith Zero. This was a great episode. These guys talked about some epic moments from the DBC meetup. They talked about when Nick got to go and hang out with Avenged Sevenfold in the studio. Also about his music and getting into a flow state as well as Andy's texture. I don't know. It gets weird in here. Anyways, enjoy the episode and here you go. So Nick, we're super excited to have you on here with us today. The first thing that we kind of wanted to bring up as a group is that uh, for our listeners, Nick does our intro, which is metal af it's one of the it's one of our favorite things about honestly i could just sit here and listen to our intro all day there's kind of a funny story about how that sort of came about and i want nick and andy to kind of tell us about it because it's super cool i think i think andy should do the honors of kicking this off and i'll explain (laughs) what i did oh yeah tim and danny and myself are like let's do a podcast one day so we're going we're, we're starting at the very start i guess but i was i was actually at work and we had decided on the name Sultans of Slack. And I don't know why, but Sultan made my mind think of Aladdin, like the Sultan in Aladdin. And so I was like jamming out the Aladdin, like the, the Aladdin song in my head. And it, it kind of eventually turned into our, our theme song that you hear at the start there. But um, well, what's the song? It's like make way for prince ali that's the one i had like <laughs> looping in my head and then i started just playing around with it and ended up sending nick like a, a version of this intro that was like bum 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 but it was all just my i was doing all the parts with my voice and nick's like bro send me that just send me that over i'll mess with it i'll make it sound better <laughs> and then yeah what- i just took i just took it and just fucking made it metal <laughs> yeah, then what we got back was so far departed from what I had done, but in a good way. It was like all of a sudden sounded professional. Nick did a great job. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, screaming Sultans of Slack podcast was never on something that ever something that I thought I'd do, but it was fucking fantastic. <laughs> We're glad you did it. It is so metal. The funny thing is, is that sometimes like. I love it because it goes right into this and it sounds like we're going to be like, I don't know, talking about UFC fighting or like building a shed or like, you know, something. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's just like, hey, guys. (laughs) I love it, though. I like that it was it's either UFC fighting or building a shed. Yeah, like just man, just like manly stuff (laughs) to do. I don't know. Manly shit. I was out there in the the field and I skinned an elk the other day. You know what I mean? It's just like... (laughs) And it's just like, hey, guys, so anyways, let's talk about our internet friends. <laughs> hey, we are IRL yeah. friends now. We are. We are. Yeah, it's so funny. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, Nick, I I don't know, because I remember us, we ran into each other at the pop-up, right? It was the first time we like 
met each other. That's the first time I met Nick. I don't know, Danny. Did you meet him before the pop up? I can't remember. No, I think I just met y'all there. I pulled up late because you guys were there earlier than me. Oh yeah, that's well because I had just, so I had gotten off a plane the the red eye from from Salt Lake and just took an Uber straight there. So I think I was there at like nine in the morning or eight or something. Oh yeah, I got there at like I got there at like noon. Yeah, I had to leave the line and go get you, Tim. And that's that's actually when when Brooks was walking into the thing and everybody's like, oh, Brooks was just here, and I'm like, I had to go fucking get Tim. Great. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because yeah, because I went straight to the hotel, right? Yeah, that's right. And um, you didn't want to go back to the island or something like that, right? And so they. So you were just like, Hey, can we just, can I just hang out with you guys? (laughs) Or like you're, and so we just all hung out in our hotel lobby there for a minute. And that was like, probably that was a highlight besides Nick singing, which is incredible. It's like the voice of angels. But when you were singing (laughs) with, uh, when you were doing the afterlife stuff, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was crazy. It was awesome to meet you in real person. Now on my most recent trip to New York, I understand why Nick didn't want to go back and forth. Cause that's yeah. a long ass train <laughs> it's ride. It's a long ass train yeah. ride, man. Well, the bridges thing, that blow, the bridge thing blows my mind too, that you have to like, even think about that. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. And it's like, it ends like I'm close to the city, but like where I live is not, I don't know. It, there's like the, it's similar, but it's not, it's all suburbs and stuff like that out of here. And I live on an Island and sometimes I, I forget that I live on an Island until I have to go into the city and then I'm like, Oh, there's fucking have to go underwater or like when you're going to like eat from Brooklyn to fucking Manhattan, like you have to go over a bridge in order to get to the next borough. But yeah, it's fucking, I hate, I hate the train. Reminds me of when we used to play that game, the division, Tim, it's like the dark zone. It's like the, Oh, it's a bridge goes up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nick lives in, Nick definitely lives in the DMZ or whatever it's called over there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the DMZ, yeah. Long Island. Long Island, the DMZ. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> I dug Long Island. It was it was it was dope being out there. I liked it a lot. Next time I go to New York, I'll probably stay out there again. Yeah, it's 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 less. Uh, it's got less going on in the city, so it's like it's easier to like if you want to go out and like, do stuff, or it's like easier to travel around and like because I like you know I drive in the car. I don't take trains everywhere, but like Long Island's at least like I feel like it's it's laid out you can find anything you want in like a five mile radius. You don't have to really go anywhere, which is like New York could be like, you know, a five block radius Long Island. It's five miles. Before we get too far away from when we were talking about the intro, how long did it take you to take? I don't know. What is that? Like maybe 30 seconds. Uh, it, I think it took me like a night. I think I started it and then I got sidetracked. Something else. I, I put it aside, but the next night I did, it was like, just was done in a couple of hours. You're, so kind of, <clears throat> you're kind of a wizard. I <laughs> feel like I spent all day just doing that with my mouth just to figure it out. And <laughs> you completed <laughs> <laughs> it. This podcast got not safe for work really fast. That's, that's gonna that's gonna be that's gonna be the preview clip for this episode. I just took so long with my mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because dude, did you so like did you use like the drum, like just a, a program to make the drums and everything, or yeah, I've got a, I've got a, um, I forget if I also used uh, get good drums, but normally when I make demos and stuff at home, I have this plugin from TuneTrack called Easy Drummer that I just like up program in shit and I'll edit it or whatever, and then it's just robot drums. That's so crazy. But uh, yeah, so I I don't remember what I because we you know 
not to pull back the curtain a little bit, but we didn't actually listen to the intro when we were recording mm-hmm. this. So like, I can't remember if I did it or not, but um, normally it's just like you would plug in like the MIDI file into Easy Drummer and then like you can take that and you can manipulate it. Like I supplement it all like often using Kekka drums and then like you have two robot drummers going at the same time. <laughs> I just love that it sounds like so metal and then there's also like just it sounds like a chorus which is your voice over top itself right a bunch of times or whatever yeah i think it's me me and andy is it although i don't know if i did i think so oh, yeah but mostly andy i think you left me in there i was back there sultans of slack <laughs> i was like <laughs> I get rid of it there's not i didn't want to get rid of it at all like i was like i as i thought about it because you were like oh i was like make it metal i was like oh yeah and then like maybe i took it out but i was like no nah, i can't fucking take that shit out <laughs> Dude, I told I was telling my girlfriend the other day. I was like, "Why? Why is everybody just so weird?" That ever, I feel like I'm the only normal person. And she's like, "What are you talking about? You wrote a song about <laughs> cat raps and then stuff like stuff yeah. like that intro." And then I'm like, "You know what? I am really weird." Uh, I've, I've I've written songs about cats taking a bath, and it's like extreme metal. <laughs> so I'm right there with you, pal. That means you're living, I think. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Weird is normal. What are you talking about? If everybody was the same, it would be boring. Mm-hmm. Would rather be weird than be boring. Not to get too far off topic, but we were making like a stupid music video. I think I, I think I might have shown it to Nick at one point, but Tim was in the actually I was in the Sasquatch suit mm-hmm. we'd traded. And for the mm-hmm. for the part we were filming, he was like grabbing my head. He, no, yeah, you were in this suit, and he was grabbing my head and like dunking my head in the water. Um, then there, my girlfriend had her little boy out here, and I think he saw us out there doing this, like filming this, and he ran back. He ran back to the house and was like, "Mom, there, somebody's like dunking Andy's head in the water, and I think they're fighting out there." Like, no, nah, we're just doing our thing. Remember that? Too? I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever heard that story. I didn't know that happened. <laughs> Traumatizing yeah, children, I, Tim. I'm, Come like on, big, man. I'm so big, and I'm, I was in the Sasquatch suit, and I've got Andy's face <laughs> in the water. He's gonna grow up and start posting on, on like on all the forums. I I saw Bigfoot when I was little. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drowning. Like some somebody's down there. <laughs> Picking on Andy or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna be like 60, sitting in your living room on the couch, and some Bigfoot thing is gonna come on TV, and it's gonna be like, "Why didn't you tell your story?" <laughs> well, it's funny because it's like we—I don't consider myself to be a creative person at all. You know what I mean? And in the last year or so, with all these connections that everybody's made. We've just ran into so many like super creative people, <laughs> like profession professionally creative, like the dude, the talent show, like the talent show is an awesome like example of that. You know what I mean? And like, of course, the yeah. stuff that you do with with Monolith Zero and and all that kind of stuff, it's so crazy that we've like ran into all these amazingly talented people. Uh, and you know, we just uh, we are Andy and I have kind of just uh, been the jesters of the group, I guess, as far as the, our creativity. We try, <laughs> we try. <laughs> well, yeah, and I guess the most recent live performance I could think of was was Nick on stage with Sinister Gates singing Afterlife. Like, what a time! And then Nick up there, like he's our buddy. We made friends with 
this dude. And then all of a sudden he's on stage singing with Sinister Gates. It was like the most, it was so cool. And you guys pushed me to go do that uh, too. Well, I was drunk. I'm sure I probably was. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. <laughs> drunk Andy was probably like, nah, go sing, bro. <laughs> I'm glad you did though. You killed it. It was amazing. True drunk Andy would have been like, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to wake up tomorrow anyway. So you might, you might as well just do it, bro. I'm glad I, I'm glad I fucking did that shit though. Cause that was fucking, that's great. Like I, I still have not seen event sevenfold live, but, um, I'm like, I've, I've sung with them and I have hung out with them before I've seen them, you know? And if you told me that like before, before fucking you know when i was 13 years old i'd be like hey like you you be on stage with this guy at one point i'd be like no fucking way <laughs> and then i'd fucking kill it and they'd be like no fucking way absolutely not that just blows my mind that's so crazy that you haven't seen him yet but you dude you like uh you were you're basically part of the band it was so sweet dude yeah and to do it in front of the shadows too like because i'm like i uh when i was younger when i i was trying to learn how to sing like shadows is one of the guys that i really look up to um you know gates was like gates and zacky were the reasons that i like i tried to pick up and like learn metal guitar um so like i have i have them to thank for a lot and uh just to be you know not like not to put them up there but like to be in their presence and then have um be able to be like you know for me and my own personal journey and growth and stuff like that for me to go up there and fucking kill it i was like yeah that's a top five moment for me Dude, it was a top five moment for like everybody in the room. That's how cool. I mean, like, and at that point when you were singing, I think you were singing the chorus, and I feel like the rest of the crowd must have started singing like the revs part. You know what I mean? In that, yeah, there was something. There was like, there was a dude. That was just my one of my favorite moments ever. You you get chills. I've went back and watched it. You know, a bunch of people have posted that on YouTube, and I've went back and watched it, and you still get that feeling like. Like what am I like? Everybody's just tuned in, like locked into the same moment. You you just get kind of emotional a little bit. Yeah, and I when you as everyone was was chanting the revs lyrics, I was like, you know what? I don't want to see Matt's. I just like I just switched right over the revs one. I was like, it just feels better this way. Like it just it felt it felt fucking like we're all one in that particular moment. It was awesome. I'm I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Got the goosies, bro. What? (laughs) Yeah. I heard somebody call it chicken skin one time and I was like, no, nah, fam, don't do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting chicken skin. I'm like, what is that? You know, goosebumps. No, not the same thing. You and I are not the same. I got to know after that night and you're just getting ready to go to bed, what the hell's going through your head? If I had experienced what you had, I don't know if I would have slept for a few days. I don't Honestly, I was like, I went to Dan because my, my drummer, well, he now he's my drummer, but at the time he was my bassist. Um, I went to my drummer Dan. And I was just like, dude, what the fuck? Life is so weird. Like life is just fucking bizarre. And that was awesome. And I have no idea. Like I was like, what the fuck? The whole like train ride home. I was like, I have, I don't, you know, what the fuck? You know, like it was awesome. Yeah. Ever since this Death Bats Club thing started, I find myself doing that a lot. Like, what is my life right now? Like even two or three years ago, you wouldn't picture being in the positions that that we're in now because of this project it's 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 what what an incredible introduction into the the web3 and nft space but just even from being a fan of the band right like and it's been just progressive like you get in the discord and then you see 
you know, M Shadow 666 typing and then he responds to your thing and you're like, is that really him? Everybody does the same thing. Is this really Matt? And then, yeah, yeah, that's really him. And then it's, wow, what is my life right now? Matt just answered me in the Discord or, you know, Sin or Zachy or whoever happens to be in there at the time. And then it just gets progressively more. And then it's like, oh, we're all standing out in front of this place and we're all just having a conversation with Zachy. And I was like, whoa, what is my life right now? And then yeah. it's... And I got, I got fucking pizza grease on my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it's... I'm singing on stage with Sinister Gates. Oh, shit. What is my life right now? And then it's, oh, we're at a party in California at their warehouse. Oh, shit. What is my life right now? It's just it's just been a progressive thing. It's It's been an awesome, awesome ride. Even even outside of, you know, the band themselves, just, you know, meeting you guys. I talk to you all three, all three, y'all pretty much on a daily basis. Yeah. And it's also like just the people like in general, right? Like I, I always thought that I had a lot of friends. And I, I still do. But now with like with all of you guys and like everyone that's around the country, I'm like, I know people everywhere. And like if whatever city I roll up to, I'm like, I guarantee I know somebody from here, you know, or like whatever part of the world, like in different countries, whatever. I'm like, I know somebody here, you know, and it's like, I think that's so fucking cool. Like, that's part of the thing that too. that's like, like, what is my life, too? Is like, it, like part of it was, you know, everyone came to, to Bowery in, in New York. I'm like. I've been here before just for shows and just like to hang out, whatever. And then like, there's all these fucking people that are here, like from all different parts of the country, some people from different countries and they're all just here, right? They're in like my neck of the woods and it's fucking weird, you know? (laughs) And like, not only that, but like, I know all of you too. So it's like, it's like all one big fucking party of people that I know. And it's just like the most bizarre thing. And it was so we've talked about this with some other people as well, but it's just been so weird that everybody's like their exact same personality as they are on discord or, you know, on Twitter or whatever, like in the group. No, but I haven't met an inauthentic person yet. Like I haven't met anybody that's, Oh, I'm super nice on discord, but I'm kind of a dick in real life. You know, yeah. like I, I haven't met anybody from the group that's like that. And it, that's, that's been the craziest thing that I've seen really. Like I did not expect that at all. I'd like to think I'm slightly sexier in real life, but yeah, other than that, I yeah. mean, you are, you are. I, I don't know. I think that probably <laughs> to look at, but <laughs> but you, uh, sweet home Alabama. He's pretty good to look at. But <laughs> he's got a weird texture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, even know what that means. <laughs> you'll find out. Like. <laughs> <laughs> definitely an acquired taste <laughs> i was gonna say has your tongue been on me lately that i don't remember i don't um not oh. since five years ago probably <laughs> you guys are in the woods in idaho who knows what happens <laughs> it's tater time. It's, it's tater time <laughs> before we have to label this podcast x-rated um Nick, I've seen, I remember some conversations that you and Andy had in our Twitter spaces that, that we were doing. I mean, you know, we still do one occasionally every now and then, which we love doing. It's been a blast, but I remember you talking about having, um, ideas for an NFT project for Monolith Zero. Hmm. And I remember listening to you and Andy talk about it for like a half hour one time, just like brainstorming ideas. Um, how, how has that experience been? you know, delving into the web three side with your band. It's been awesome. And, you know, you guys are in it with me too. 
um, Cranjus, Danny, you guys are my mods, but it's been fucking awesome. Like we've gotten to the point, like this is, um, we sold out, which I thought was crazy and shout out to Matt for that too. Cause he helped me out with that. Like just totally unprompted, just fucking tweeted about it, but it's been really great. Like we have an awesome community and it's like, uh, it's given me a lot of freedom and like just fucking a place to call home. If that makes sense. And um, with NFTs and stuff in general, with Web3, like one of the things that I loved about Death Bats Club was how human it made me feel, even though it's all over the internet. Web3 makes me feel very human. Like all the interactions are digital for the most part, but everyone that I was meeting was just great, you know, and they take you as you are, no matter what you are. And like, regardless if you got like fucking crypto punk as your, your, pfp or if you've got like you know some fucking knockoff like people still take you under their wing and they they just like are there for you you know and what i wanted to do with my project which is called seeker societies i wanted to do that as well for my for my community you know because i've been an artist for like i've been making music since 2014 it's always been under monolith zero we didn't start playing until like probably 2018 um, and then obviously 2020 couldn't play anything. So like, it feels like we're starting over again, you know, if that makes sense. And for the longest time, like, because it started as just me, you know, and we do, we're a little bit different than most bands. I feel like you'd find in my scene. So it's always been like a little bit difficult to be like, is this like where we belong? You know, is this like what's home, you know? And with secret society, like we've established home with all of that and it feels great you know like people have a place to come to that they have a little family to just kind of you know regardless of me to you know have that togetherness with and you know it's all centered around my music and our art and stuff like that and it's uh it's honestly it's been lovely like it's really i i love it you know like it's done wonders for me in terms of like creative freedom and stuff because not for nothing um, but like the last album that we did, which is the self-titled, like I ran out, I went broke doing that shit. Like I had, you know, we spent a bunch of money on a record. We did three music videos. We did had promo and stuff lined up. I couldn't pay for that. So I didn't fucking ended up not doing it, but like it ran us a lot of money and it, like, it burned me out. But with secret society and like how much people have embraced me and the boys and like, it's been awesome to just be like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking just make stuff because i know like not that there wasn't people didn't like it beforehand but now i'm like oh people actually like they want it you know and like it makes me feel great to know that i've got that home base and that way no matter what i do if it goes fucking viral if it goes in the you know top of the billboard or it just stays within these you know 150 people that these are these are my people you know and it feels awesome to do that it was really cool for me because we did have we had a few really long conversations in spaces and and that happens a lot. I, I feel like people are throwing ideas out and it's it's always it's always really cool to listen to you know all these different ideas. But it was fun for me to watch all these things that you and I had talked about actually blossom and you know come to fruition. I had a lot of fun and now I'm I'm helping you out and modding in there and stuff and and I just love it too. Like I I think I think you took 
those conversations and those ideas and just actually really surprised me because you built something completely different than what we had talked about. But, you know, you, you had taken those ideas and actually built it into something really great. I feel like I was giving myself, I feel like I was giving myself credit and that's not what I was trying to do at all. <laughs> no, it's cool. I had nothing to I, do with it. It's fine. No, it's all about Andy. <laughs> I know what you meant. It's all about Andy. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, I, I wanted to, I wanted to make that happen, you know, because I, the experiences that I've had, with Death Bass Club, and we were just going over the, you know, I got to go sing with Sinister Gates, and like I got to go hang out with Avengers in the studio. Like all of that stuff has been like I've had a, probably like a one of like if I I haven't had a one of one, I don't own a one of one, but it feels like I've had one, you know, for sure. And I wanted, um, yeah, I can't even fucking you know, like I can't even fucking begin to be like, oh, like you know, I can't, I don't have a one of one, I don't have a ghost, whatever. It's like it's it's all it's all gravy with me i was gonna say like i had i wanted for this project i wanted it to feel like everyone has one you know whether or not you have a free one or if you paid for it whatever like because to me it's like it's all you're all here you know for the same reason and that i think is like we're not here to pump your bags like we're not a flip or whatever like we're here for a community you know it helps us raise some funds and you know continue to be self-sustaining musicians you know, which for me has has been a lifelong goal. Is I want to I want to be a musician. I want to go on tour. I want to make albums. I want to do all this stuff. I've had the same dream since I was like ten years old, and I'm still doing it. You know, and um, if finally like I have that place for it, you know. But regardless, I'm like people believe in me. Like, I want to give you the world. You know, like because you know it feels like to me that everyone else is giving me the world, and I want to give that right back. So. You kind of touched on it, but I want to talk about it maybe for just a second. I do want to get into some of your music and, and some of what you got going on with the band coming up, but you touched on getting to go and listen to the, the new Avenged Sevenfold album, and you got to meet Andy Wallace as well. Is that correct? Yes. And if, if you know him, I got into making music because of Andy Wallace's mixes, which was fucking, that was full circle for me too. That's got to be crazy. What was that like? Take us through like the whole the whole process of like what what your what your mind was going through like maybe did you have expectations of what 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 it would be going in and if the, you can you remember know, some just, of the tracks feel free to sing them yes that kind of thing <laughs> yeah I mean you don't have to sing you could just hum <laughs> I'll, well I'll, I'll touch on those when we we just start talking about uh, some mining music as well too because it all kind of correlates with that. But um, so for everyone who doesn't know me, I work at night and I work uh, I work overnight. I work from six in the morning to seven or six p.m. to seven thirty in the morning. I worked a bunch of days in a row and I was I had like maybe five days off, and I was like, I'm mean, you know what? I don't have to go to bed right now. So I was up like probably until noon or so, and then I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to bed because noon for I basically I live on the opposite schedule of everyone else. So like right. you know if I get up for work at 4 30 a.m and i'm going to bed at midnight it's the same kind of deal up late um so i went to bed i was in bed for like probably a half hour but you know you don't, you don't fall asleep right away at all and then i get a bunch of calls from danny and i'm like i ignored him because i was like i'm fucking going to sleep i don't want to i don't want to talk to danny right now um but he kept calling me i answered i was like yo what's up and he's just like dude go on twitter right now so I go on Twitter and it's like, he's like, you woke me up to tell me to go on Twitter. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck, man? And then I go on Twitter, but then Matt's like, is there anyone in the, in the New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey area that wants to come out and, and listen to some of the new music we're thinking about? Like, you know, just showing some Death Bats Club members new shit. And I was like, well, fuck, 
I, you know, I figured that they were in New York, like in the city, um, because I know they do their mastering in the city where they had done it prior. Prior, I think they they work with like Sterling Audio or something like that. And I know that Sterling is in the city, so it's like, oh, that'd be fun. Like, can you just go to the city and you know go listen to some new stuff? Um, but I tweeted at Matt, and then Matt was like, he reached out to me on DMs, and he was just like, oh yeah, we're I want to have you come out. Like, um, I'll let you know when that happens like what we're what we're doing and i was like okay cool um i need to go to sleep i haven't gotten to sleep yet so i tried to take a nap and then uh like you just like like whenever you know like when it happens like you're just trying to do something and then like as soon as you uh you stop paying attention to it is when it happens so like i would try and like go to take a nap and then he would mess and be like five minutes later he's like oh so we're doing this and i wake up again and be like oh, okay so we're talking doing this whatever we're you know but he would kind of keep me posted and then courtney who you who you guys had on the podcast already she's the project manager for death Bath club i was like listen he's doing this uh i need to sleep because if i don't sleep i'm not gonna fucking make it um can you let me know like when he kind of comes to a decision and uh, she was like, oh, yeah, sure. So as soon as I messaged her, I went to sleep. And then as soon as he, I just, this was like 2.30 in the afternoon, um, Matt was like, okay, so we're doing this and it's going to be at this time. And like, this is where the, the shit is. You got to get your own hotel and stuff like that. And I don't think you're going to be able to get to the, you know, where we're staying. But he's like, if you're down, like, love to have you. And I was like, oh, it was in the Poconos at um, Andy Wallace's. Well, it wasn't Andy Wallace's studio. It was the other uh, engineers. Just, and I got a hotel. And I just fucking got in my car and I started, I took a 45 minute nap, if I can call it a nap. I just kind of closed my eyes for 45 minutes. I was too excited. And then I drove four and a half, five hours out to the Poconos. And this was also when Aaron Judge was on his chase for 60 home runs. I think she was at 60 or was like going to hit 60. So, but I forgot the Yankees, the Yankees were playing at home. So I ran into traffic. It was supposed to be a, a quicker ride than it was. I almost fucking pissed myself because I was in traffic like fucking four times. I got like my phone died. I had I took two phones because I had um my my old shitty phone. I had gotten the other one in the mail, but I had my old shitty phone with crappy battery, and that almost died on me. I almost fucking got lost in the middle of Pennsylvania. Like the other phone, like had I had downloaded a map, but because I got off track because the tra- the traffic, I just that phone was useless. It, it was a fucking whirlwind of a day. Got to I got to PA. And then I was like, I just sat, I charged my phone for a little bit. And then I went over to the studio and like, this is like, I had been up since like the day prior at like three o'clock in the afternoon. So I was already over 24 hours at this point. I was already shot, but we got to the studio and like Johnny Christ is just outside smoking a cigarette and like having some coffee. He was just like, what's up, dude? And I'm just like, Hey, that sounded just like him too. I know. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm here to get the new record. He's like, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. And then we went inside and then like, you know, got to there's like a little uh hangout area. We were watching boxing and stuff. There was some frozen cold pizza. And it was like this little room because it that that particular area in Pennsylvania, like it's remote. So um it's like there's like beds and stuff there. They had like an RV out front. I think they were staying in the RV or some I think Andy was staying in the RV. I have no fucking idea. There was like some beds down there and there was like you know, a little TV and like some couches. So we're just sitting watching. There's like records up on the wall for all like the, the records that they had made there. There was like Gojira and like Ghost and stuff. We just sat, we like watched boxing 
it was me and like two other guys who are friends of the band and uh we were just sitting there like zachy came down to hang out we were talking about the album format and we were talking about like some of my stuff and like we we're just watching boxing and fucking talking about call of duty and like then we turned to baseball and like it was just it was really fucking surreal because i was also i was fucking shot at the same time so i was like everything that's happening is just like so you know back to like what the fuck is is my life right now like that was like peak like what the fuck is going on like i'm like sitting here i'm like i can't even fucking keep my eyes open but zachy vengeance is right there um and like the sinister gates just came down and like matt came down to hang out and like it was just fucking weird, you know, and I was just like just hanging out. I figured that we would get into the studio to go listen to the music kind of like right away because it's the end of the night. You know, it's like, you know, probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock at this point. We're just hanging out. I'm just like Matt told me that they were mixing a snare and the snare was just they just couldn't decide on the snare. It just was taking extra long because like Matt was doing the snare, but I guess with Brooks and then Gates went to go do the snare at Brooks and Matt came down. And it was like they just couldn't fucking decide on it. And I was like, how fucking long does it to mix a fucking snare drum? Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, but eventually went to go to go listen to it. And uh, it was a beautiful studio. Like they have an awesome live room there. They weren't they weren't tracking there, but they were doing all the mixing and stuff there. So, and it was like this because it was in a house. So There's like a triangle, you know, angled ceilings and stuff like that. It was all wood. Just beautiful fucking studio. And then we went into the actual, like the control room and there was, you know, just analog gear, like left and right. And there was, it was a ton of room and they had like a fucking SSL board and like just crazy, like just awesome. Just everything fucking, I'm an audio nerd. I work in a studio every so often. I've been, I went to school for audio. Like I'm a nerd as much as they are a nerd. I was just fucking like, whoa, holy shit. Like this is fucking insane. You know, cause when you think about like, going to the studio and like what i do is not particularly glamorous like i I, most of the time i work out of my house or whatever but for that that's like a legit like million dollar studio just kind of sat up there and we just listened to some fucking music and it was just like crazy it was fucking crazy and because I, i don't know if it was because i was super shot um or whatever the fuck but we got to playing the first song and then we got to like probably halfway or somewhere i was just like holy i was like tearing up i was like holy crap this is amazing just like life and all that stuff that was happening and then just this music is out of this world and it was just like wow that was a trip and that was like one o'clock in the morning <laughs> like that was like i was uh i was tired you know but i was so happy i went so you're in the process right now of writing a new album for monolith zero right mm-hmm. well it's written already I'll oh, it, recording it now recording okay we i imagine you had to like draw some inspiration there for the album absolutely yeah i don't want to give like too much away for revenge because i'm not on their payroll and i don't know what's (laughs) happening um but uh i went home from that and i was just like i remember i called danny at like three o'clock in the morning couldn't fucking hear me because i had no service up there but i was like holy shit holy shit what the fuck i'll never forget the 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 first thing you said I will never forget the first thing you said about that. You remember what the first thing you said was? Dude, no, because I was fucking so shy. I was so tired. Well, it was also it was also in one of your tweets. It was like, the album is so amazing. Everyone's gonna hate it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right. They're they're not gonna get it. No, but, but I, I loved like, it. Us musicians, us music yeah, you loved it. And you know, us, you know, musicians and everybody are gonna love it. But like it just goes to the 
goes back to they make what they want to make mm-hmm. and you know they make what they love like you were talking about you know how long does it take to track a snare well obviously they care about it or they would have just put like the first fucking they were they were trying to figure out how much a reverb would put on, on the snare <laughs> right right like you know so but, like but for my writings and stuff like that it was just like i from them because i got to hang out with them and talk to them about a bunch of art between like zachy and gates and and matt it was just like just sitting there have a one-on-one with them to just talk about stuff that for me i'm like i've really only ever talked about this stuff with my bandmate you know like the actual the art and stuff that's behind it like the meetings like, i did a fucking documentary about it then about my music that nobody's fucking watched before and um it's just like an hour of that you know you just talk about different songs and like the meetings and like how context matters and like you know the in how fucking the mixing and like the 2d um canvas that is you know the 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 stereo field and like using you know the atmos or like 5.1 mixing and how like that um it changes like you know just all that kind of stuff and like the art and the abstraction and all that whatever um it's like i really have never and like honest to god i really like have not talked to anyone about that besides my bandmates and even then they're like all right shut the fuck up but like those guys like they're cut from the same cloth as me so we just fucking chatted about that shit all night long and um i went home from that and i was like man like i think it's like chance the rapper on like life of pablo he's like i met kanye west i'm never gonna fail like i was like i met avenge sevenfold i'm never gonna fail like that was like for me that that was the same fucking deal like i went home and i was just like dude like i want to do shit like that man that's so fucking interesting because that's like and not like not because i don't want to copy it because i just that's not the way that they worked is not how i work it's just like i I went home and i was like you know what man like i want to make stuff that really moves me and i had you know for this past records like we did a lot of like we focused on like the production and the songwriting and it's great and it's a good album but like i really missed on the on that record doing it like i did the first record which was the great calm and which are like i really got to nerd out on like you know the abstract parts or the parts that really you know emotionally did something for me and like the dynamics and all that stuff like i was just like i went home and i was like i want to just do and really make that a focal point again of what i want to do i went home i did i have written three or four songs that like really took from that record and um like i just from like just like uh using different things to to convey different parts of like how do you convey this particular image right like for for me it's always like i go by images so like my mind's eye usually um so like on my great calm record like i was like what look like my so when i think about like this particular scene right like there's like um a sun you know you're on an island and like you're above the island overlooking everything like you kind of like have like this view and like it's maybe the morning time what does this sound right and like going from there to the next you know now it's like you're inside your mind and you're self-doubting yourself and all that so what does this sound like and like going back to you know where i where i'm at now i'm like how do i convey where i'm at now through this stereo field and like having those conversations with them were like that really like i feel like to me like influenced my new stuff in such a fucking profound way and it it comes through like with music if 
you're really making what you love. And I, I guess that's why like the NFT space for music is such a, a, a good future for artists is because they'll be able to make what they love to make rather than, you know, having influence from the record labels or whoever. And that, you know, kind of goes back, I guess, out of context, you know, saying that people were going to hate it like right off the bat is not the best thing for me to bring up personally. But <laughs> I guess what I meant was, you know, it's not, you know, people are going to say, oh, it doesn't sound like, you know, the stage or doesn't sound like hell to the king or whatever. But, you know, they make albums that they love, which has influenced you to go back to work on this new album and do more of what you love. And like you said, kind of nerd out a little bit about it. But, you know, to to people that are creators, whether it's music or art or whatever, you know, that that's going to resonate. And that's, you know, it's going to make it live longer, I think. Yeah, it's funny because a lot of times when we have artists like painters and stuff on here, we can just kind of thumb through that. Like on another screen, I'll be thumbing through a lot of their like artwork that they've done. You know, like we did that a little bit with Brian Morris um, and some others. What's crazy about it is that they can just kind of sit there and be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, this is kind of what I was going for on this or whatever it is. But like what's really interesting is when I for me, more so for me, when I listen to music, it elicits more of an emotional response than like looking at something does. And that's probably just has something to do with like the way that we take in information, you know, everybody's different that way or whatever. And it's crazy to hear that you can, that your brain thinks that way to just be like, oh yeah, yeah, I was on a trip with a friend and she was going through this and then it took me, you know, X amount of time and that kind of stuff. And for what's crazy is that we get the finished product and it looks awesome or it sounds awesome to us and it really catches your ear and stuff like that. But like to hear your explanation of it is like, part part of probably what makes it special i wish that i wish i wish that somebody would make a cd and just do that after every track you know what i mean a see well an album. funny you should say oh, that timothy because okay. when we do the when we if i'm going to loop back into my secret society project the record that i'm doing currently like i've been able to go and explain things and i've been taking people through like from the demo stage or even when i'm writing because i'll stream it when i write it in our discord and like danny has like danny has contributed to the writing of this record just by being president for it, you know, but like, I'm able to like articulate that this is what I'm thinking for this particular part. Or like, when we get over here, like I'm going to put, you know, you know, even just knocking through like vocal layers and stuff like that. We're like, you know, we're doing this harmony because we need to get to this point. And this, at this particular junction is when you're supposed to feel that, you know, over the next, you know, eight, 10 bars, whatever you move to this particular section. And because you moved to this section, that's why we're doing this. And like, it's been awesome to be able to take that and like, just kind of, explain it because i love doing that because it to me like that's that's the art of it you know like the song is a finished product right but the creation and all that stuff like is is the point you know and it's it's really it's awesome to be able to you know talk to you guys about it and and be able to do it for seekers too and like it's it that's the magic behind it man that's the whole thing and that brings up another thing is you've opened it up to the community to do like a chorus part as well. Like a, like a, like a choir part, excuse me. Um, now I've been mad busy and I think I might've missed that window, but I'm interested to see. Okay. (laughs) I want to get in there and do that then if I still have time, but, um, I've wanted, I I can't wait to see how that comes out. And like, and it's, it's kind of all, it's all because of web three that kind of made it a, a thing. Like who, who can say, pretty much ever that, that I know of who can say that 
their one of their favorite bands is let them sing on the record. Not very many. <laughs> that it's so wild. It's it's the concept is just incredible. It's you're it's such a creative thing to do. Yeah, I'm looking for I'm really I'm excited to see how that comes out. I want to plug the Seeker Society too because there are some really cool things like that that you're doing. And one of them that came to my mind was when you do like your writing sessions and stuff and you'll just pull up the video and like let people hang out and talk but while you're working on the album. Mm-hmm. So I would say to anybody, any of the listeners out there that aren't already in the Seeker Society community to to head over there and and we'll post up some links to the Discord and, and stuff like that. But yeah, go check it out because what you're doing over there, I think is definitely worth checking out. And the, the dopest thing about it, the way that Nick's got it set up with the Seeker Society is, you know, there's always going to be, you know, anti-Web3 people, anti-NFT people. Oh, it's, you know, it's just a money grab. Nick's got it set up to where you get a pass for free to enter it. And then, you know, essentially just by participating, you can earn your way up into you know, unlocking more things and having more things become available. You don't have to spend any money at all. If that's not a, if that's not a, I love what I do and I love my community thing. Like, I don't know really what is, you don't even get that with the, with the Patreons of the world or the, you know, the email subscription, you know, we've brought up other fan clubs and stuff in here. You're paying 50, a hundred, 150 bucks a year to do, to get what a t-shirt, you know, like a t-shirt and maybe like a thank you card or something like we're, we're legit sitting in on writing sessions and stuff. It's, it's amazing. And you don't have to spend a dime to do it. And that's, that's the part for me. That's like when I was younger, right. As I always wanted to be able to watch people make stuff and like, working you know as a musician as as someone who's been writing for a while and like you know again like the avenge thing as well too it's like you know i want that to be something that is communicated right because i think for painters and stuff like that you can have a live painting session like you can have like installations whatever people create in front of you whatever that's a normal thing but i think for music like i find it's it's almost like not taboo i don't think it's necessarily taboo but there's um vulnerability that musicians often don't like to show. Mm-hmm. And for, especially for people that like, you know, you put out studio records or whatever, like, Oh, you get like behind the scenes things short, but it's curated. You get five minutes. Um, but it, it's for what I do. It's like, I would love to see it on a bridge. You know, I would love to see it as it's being gestated, you know, as you create it. Cause for me, like I said, like that's where the magic lies in all of it. Right. Like I, when I create music, like sometimes it's just like, like in the case of holistic, like it takes me 20 minutes to write it, but those 20 minutes, like that flow state is something that's not communicated. I find that that's the most rewarding part about what I do is being able to tap into that flow state. Because like I said, is like, I don't know where some of those fucking lyrics would come from. Like I will heal myself. I didn't fucking, I have no fucking idea. That just kind of came out, you know? And like, where does that come from? And it's like that collective unconscious. And like, you know, I think that there's for people that make music that, you know, it really resonates with people. I think that it's, it's so special. And for me, like I've been able to do it on a small scale. Like it, you know, it, it hits a note with you guys and like hits a note with people that listen to us. But you know, like I know that I tap into it on to some degree and I want to share that. And like, you know, I just, I hope that it comes across in the way that I hope it does, you know? It was pretty awesome. I will say too that if you ever need anybody to rap on one of your albums, 
<laughs> you ever need like you ever do a tater wrap? Yeah, yeah, you ever need a tater wrap? Like you ever, <laughs> you, you ever need like a solid sixteen bars about potatoes? Like we're your guys. I'm just saying. All right, <laughs> I got your number. I'll call yeah. you. <laughs> I want to have you back though, dude. I want to do. I want to jam some of the new songs mm. after the record yeah. drops and stuff. So, like you said, I got your number. We'll, we'll, we'll corral okay, you. In touch. <laughs> Hey, and that's a wrap. That was a doozy. Just want to say thanks to Nick for coming on. Um, That was awesome. Also, want to give you guys a heads up. The part two for the A7X draft should be coming out soon. Make sure you catch that so you can vote who has the best lineup. Speaking of, we've we've got a lot of uh, fun chatter going on in the Discord about the draft. So go check that out, too. (laughs) Bye-bye, till next time.